हेलो एवरीवन ग्रीटिंग फ्रॉम सुधांशु सिंह एंड बी द वॉइस चैनल होप यू ऑल आर टेकिंग गुड केयर ऑफ योर हेल्थ इन दिस कोविड टाइम एंड कीपिंग योर माइंड बॉडी एंड सोल इन ऑर्डर आई नो इट्स अ वेरी टफ सिचुएशन इट्स अ ग्लोबल पैंडमिक ऑल एंड वी ऑल आर सफरिंग सो वी हैव टू स्टैंड यूनाइट वी हैव टू रियली वर्क फॉर अस एंड अंटिल द वैक्सीनेशन डन we all have to take care of us and the community around so let's move on to the topic today and i promised you to provide knowledge and the insights of organic farming how it is done what it is what is what is the specification and what is the scope of organic so starting from like who started and how it came into existence so the the term came from sir albert howard he's a british botanist and who researched on this topic extensively and gave us this organic farming in he was the one who really engrossed in organic farming with its technical methodologies so uh, in 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 india and even in the world before the chemical farming arises there are uh, traces of or uh, natural farming or biodynamic farming and other types of nature based farming were already present at that uh, in, in in our in our country so uh, how it is what is organic farming so this is the methodology of working in sync with nature where we really take care of land water and air and we eliminate the use of synthetic pesticide and fertilizers who which can harm not only land water and air but the human at the larger larger extent we have all, all the traces and the research shown that these chemical fertilizers and hazardous pesticides uh, resulted several um, diseases like adhd kidney liver issues respiratory respiratory problems infant mortality early puberty and cancer so how it uh, chemical farming impacted it, it 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 basically it boosted basically in india after green revolution and post world war 2 uh, when the companies shifted to produce uh, chemical fertilizers and that's how it came into existence like in in a large state and because of its uh, nitrogenous content the crop getting you know greener and vegetative growth of the crop let the people believe that uh, my crop is getting healthier and it is yielding good but later in the stage we found that it is it is not the case we will discuss in detail in future uh, for today uh, what i am thinking like we should basically in you focus on organic farming uh, and try to cover all the topic which is pertaining to it but uh, whatever is left just kindly mention in comments and we will definitely cover, cover it in coming episodes so how much land is under organic farming so roughly uh, i could say it around 70 million hectare the is the area which is under organic farming 
and the most uh, more than half uh, of its land come from australia so uh, they have mostly a grazing field uh, into that at the world level also the the usage of land into the grassland was around 69% so and and what about organic organic if you see the growth in organic since 1999 it is the data by feeble and uh, io fm uh, we have seen the rise of 533% from 1999 so gradually it uh, went up high and even on today we have seen that the day it's not even uh, 1.5% it's, it's less than 1.5% so there is huge gap for organic to cover but there are problems which we have to address in organic farming so why it is very difficult and who are the largest producer there are several reasons why farmers are not interested in organic farming so when i talk about with farmers like why don't you engage yourself or engage your farm into organic there are several reasons you know quoted by farmers they are saying that if they will shift or convert into that organic farming they will fetch less yield so to to an extent it is true also because soil when you when you put your you know farm under conversion into organic it becomes really difficult for the soil to you know again recharge and regenerate itself to produce at the same level so the you know the, the gap of period which farmer will eat less is the problem of farmers which they want us to even even big companies to address companies which are into organic farming and organic products they're not able to give this uh, premium to the farmers the premium of organic in the field is very less that is also one reason why farmer are not interested into organic farming it is it lies between 10 to 20% and maybe uh, in in um, exceptional item it goes up to 50% also but when when it comes to larger varieties of products you will find that the the premium will not be that enough to encourage farmers to go to go for organic farming also in in major part of the world you will see the organic producers are very less so because the producer and the land under organic is very less as i told you like it is less than 1.5% so the nearby field have more chances of contamination so whatever with your all effort you will you try to grow organic product but later you get to know that your product is contaminated why because of the neighboring field and this really hurts you because your all effort goes to waste and that's why you know farmers and communities not coming up to take up this initiative of organic farming so what is the major challenge you see there are three major challenges 
first is farmer are not getting organic inputs farmer are not getting price of their uh, particular uh, premium and farmer are not able to you know check the contamination at several level as we know agriculture is purely uh, depend on external circumstances environmental factors plays a vital role into it so looking into all these aspects we really have to understand farmers point of view and government of all countries should come up to help organic farmers and how they can help farmers they have to decide on that as we say how you can help by providing a good price of their produce currently if we see uh, swiss people provide the most value to the farmers by spending more and more into organic followed by danish swedish and us so it it all all depend on how much support in financial terms you are giving to farmers how much support you provide in terms of uh, logistical help uh, farm mechanization help and basically to impact the value chain of organic farming the state need to intervene and support to organic farmers i belong to india and india has the largest number of producer of organic uh, products and we do have why do we have the largest number of produ- uh, producers because the land size in india is very less on an average it lies on like 2 to 3 hectare per farmer which uh, is not case in australia and us which is around like 1000 hectares uh, 1000 plus hectares so when it comes to a very small portion of land converting into organic practices it is very difficult for farmers also to manage because farm mechanization techniques are not able to implement in compared to other countries which has a larger portion of land in for one farmer so why uh, we have to see that how it can be done in a shorter there are some benefits of small chunk of land if you have a small chunk of land you will be able to manage uh, with less people and if even if you don't have a mechanical or a farm mechanization in your farm you will be able to manage it but looking into that operations in farm labor work involved into organic farming it is it is highly recommended that you should uh, go for practices which are uh, regenerative in nature and also which infuse less input into organic and produces good result so um, as i was telling you that we are in india we are the largest producer having more than 835000 producers in india and followed by uganda mexico ethiopia tanzania peru turkey italy paraguay so there are around 2.9 million organic producer around the world who are really engaged in organic farming and 
try to contribute into that 1.4% of uh, organic farming. So uh, when we compare into that value of produce which coming from those land and producers, it was the at the world level it is around 90 billion euros. It's a good amount to be considered where the most value is provided by the United States of 42 billion euros and also the European uh, countries which are contributing uh, in a in a very good manner. So now let's move on to the very important component of organic farming which is organic certification. So everything is based on organic farming has to be certified the farm the produce different countries has their own standards as like india has apida which regulates the certification of organic products as per national standard for organic production us has nop national organic program through usda european union and switzerland uh, combined has npop national program for organic production Japan has its own agency called Japanese Agriculture Standards, JAS. So each country have their own certification standards and each country follow their own set of rules and norms pertaining to organic farming. We all have to look if we want to export as per their norms, we have to follow the standards. And there is one more uh, certification system which is called participatory guarantee system. It is identified as an alternative certification system. There is a uh, one hindrance to this that if you are under uh, alternative certification system like PGS, then you cannot sell the produce at global level. You cannot export. So you can sell it within your national boundaries. Why it is so? Because these the produce comes under the PGS will be you know certified by your farming group or one farmer can certify to the other farmer or the same group. But when you want to sell your produce to international buyers and international market then you then you have to comply with the international standards or you want to export your uh, input produce so you have to go for these international standards like npop nop uh, japanese standards so there are numerous you can search there what which country you belong to and what standards applies to you so, uh, and if you really want to sell your produce within your national boundaries, uh, organic international uh, supported uh, PGS system that also can be looked at. So, uh, looking into that trajectory, I believe it depends on the produce, it depends on the items you are exporting and how you really want to uh, scale it up as per the country. So if a farmer has small group 
so he should go for uh, basically internal transaction there he can from the farmers market or the you know individual promotion of organic he can really get a good value of their produce but if you if you really want to make it big and you want to export it go and get the license get it get your farms under conversion for like 3 years 3 to 4 year there are various norms depending on the state and depending on the program which you are opting for and then you can after getting the transfer certificate and scope uh by the these international agencies you can sell your produce so there is something called 100% organic or uh, the material uh, even even USDA and IOFM organic international uh, said uh, if if your product is 95% organic you can certify it as a recognized international or national standards so if and if the material is 70% organic it can be labeled as made with organic so looking into this terminologies you have to understand that what it is made with organic or grown organic or fully organic so fully organic is like full value chain has to be organic there should not be like you have produced organic uh, cotton but not made that uh, organic t-shirt in an organic way right you have you might have used uh, synthetic chemicals or in during the processing of that cotton making bales and lint from that cotton uh, by uh, during the segregation of that cotton lint from the seed you might have changed your uh, you know uh, full chain so uh, looking into that we have to see and how it matters so um, basically i am working in organic cotton and uh, for me if i see that gods is there global orga- organic textile standards and the one organic content standard o- o- ocs is there both are actively engaged and even npop and nop uh, is there in into organic and looking into the textile part uh, gods is quite engaged in and looking into that scope of organic uh, as i told you that 533% growth was there in last 21 years so looking into that people are shifting to it that it's a simple fact that no one wants to eat chemically grown food which can cause or which is causing multiple disorder in your body or leading to you know several diseases or illnesses so uh, people are shifting to more holistic uh, practices more people are choosing a holistic and sustainable lifestyle sustainable and uh, organic clothing they are choosing their food habits uh, wisely and shifting to more uh, uh, organic food and products which is quite good for the farmers to um, as they can uh, shift they have a chance and they have you know future to look up to organic farming as a whole and looking into this uh, arena farmers really need to understand that agriculture is the one of the largest emitter of greenhouse gases and we really need to shift to more holistic and sustainable practices if you see that 
farmers say that pricing is the issue pricing is the issue for them as uh, uh, sometimes organic uh, more money to grow as like you need you cannot use uh, synthetic pesticide to remove weeds you cannot use synthetic pesticide to deal with pest and uh, and then you cannot use growth promoter what is the alternative and how we can really look into uh, more you know more holistic and sustainable part of it so we have to look into all the issues and promote our farming community that they should shift to organic farming produce and they should uh, produce safe food and fiber there are uh, um, certification agencies which are helping farmers the countries like european union is quite uh, you know engaged in organic uh, produce they are they are showing uh, high interest in produce from india and uh, other part of the country uh, like uh, developing countries who are into organic uh, recently in 2016 uh, the the sikkim state of india is the first state which got uh, fully organic they it took 13 years for them to uh, gone fully organic state as they have banned pesticide and fertilizers in 2003 it's a continuous process it's it's a lengthy process and in this process we really need to support our farmers what uh, government of sikkim did in this uh, space that they said for next 3 years whatever be the loss you will be occurring on your produce due to shifting to organic farming you, it will be bear by the state so this kind of intervention has to be there to promote organic and and sikkim has only 75000 hectare of land but can it be done at this level can it be done at a local to global level so looking into that uh, space we all have to think and definitely we don't have choices because food is not just uh, there to you know feed us it is there to heal us food food has that ability to heal our life so we should support our farmer if we have a family doctor we should also shift to family farmer and we should promote our community farming our community farmers market and uh, we should promote that healthy living habits uh, healthy eating habits in our uh, family in our children in our community and why it is needed that why uh, holistic and why biodiversity is needed we have to share and you know we have to aware our people and community around the scenario will change definitely and it will can be only done through community initiative it's not a, a one day job or one one man story it's it's a community in, initiative and we all have to come together for this thanks a lot this uh, podcast and next uh, we will be discussing more about soil uh, why we need to have a good soil and what kind of soil it's needed for organic farming we will discuss in deeper thanks a lot thanks for listening and goodbye uh, we will see you next week at the same time thanks uh, from the sudanshu and be the voice